So here I am. I want to welcome everybody to Balance in the Bar. And today I have a very special guest, somebody that helps me stay accountable, somebody who um, I find to be one of my um, mentors and probably the most important person who has helped Authentic Consulting get where we are. His name is Rick Plaskett, and he is the Bougie Action Coach, right? That's our company, Bougie Action Coach. Yes, ma'am. Um, and he is here to talk to all of you, our audience, about running a business and ways that you can improve your businesses. Because I know part of the whole business model for Authentic was that nobody taught us in law school how to run a business, Rick. So we, you know, you and I have talked a lot about that. I'm, you know, really good at sales and marketing and the consulting piece, but then I still have to come home and look at the numbers and I have to sit and work with my accounting firm and my legal team to try to make sure that my KPIs are on track. And I, I really struggled with that. So instead of just winging it, I decided to hire an expert and Rick has really helped get my business to the next level. And I wanted to share some of his insights with all of you so that you can also learn from the master. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, Rick, and um, how you got into this, and and then we can get kind of into the nuts and bolts. Well, thank you for uh, making me feel about a decade older than what I really am with terms like master and expert. Um, you know, I, I am neither. I continue my journey, and the success I have is simply where I am today, and I'm always looking to improve so that my clients can improve. Um, you know, if you're asking where I am and what I've done, um, you know, I guess the the way to start that would be imagine you've got two salespeople that all of a sudden find themselves in a remote village of some foreign country and they're shoe salesmen. And the first one lands on the plane, gets off, and 10 minutes later, he's on the phone calling home going, book me on the next plane out of here. These people don't wear shoes. Now the other salesperson looks around, same thing, gets up on his phone call, to his office and says, guys, send me as many shoes as possible. These people don't wear shoes. So I say, I share that story. I work with the business owners that have that second point of view, just don't know how to get it there. Um, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years now. You can see from behind me, I graduated from West Point, served in the Army for a number of years, and am a perfectly slow learner. I jumped out of an airplane more than once before realizing that landing in one was just as fun. Um, you know, I work with coaches or coaches. I actually do coach coaches, and I coach business owners, and I coach executives all over the world. And you know, we use the, the concept of sports coaching instead of consulting because you're the ones that are taking the, uh, the business play field and you're the business athletes. And from that, the challenge is most people haven't ever had a class or been trained in the sport of business, particularly professionals like doctors and attorneys. You go to all of those years of education and not once do they give you a business class. And so now you come out and you're supposed to be really good at business and numbers and everything else that you introduced with. 
You know, that's where I come in and I do the coaching day by day, inch by inch to get you to your goals. And for those of you who know me managing me, I needed to find somebody who's using sports analogies and who has a military background because I need to be reined in. I have 6,000 ideas, right? And I'm an entrepreneur and I was trained as an attorney and to be in business. And I've been having, I've had a business coach for many years, but really Rick of all of the coaches that I've had in my past running some, um, you know, as an executive of over 300 people at my last job and to now, I mean, this smaller team and, and managing my own business by myself, I couldn't do it without Rick. And I love the fact that he makes me accountable. And many of the attorneys who are our clients and the legal businesses that we work with, it's the same thing. They didn't have any training in this. And none of them are really that interested in like the bottom line and the KPIs. They throw a lot out there. I see it especially with marketing and they just hope it's going to stick. And you know what? Some of them are lucky. And then I've seen others just really fail. And, you know, that's something that I want to just educate people about is it's not, I always say, it's not for the faint hearted to get into running your own law firm, your own practice. But if you're going to do it, make sure you surround yourself with experts and people who can really give you the support that you need. Um, and it is about numbers. And many of us aren't really wanting to get into the weeds with the numbers, but it's really important. Um, I know you immediately talked to me about, you know, the profits and losses and how to look at the different KPIs. So tell us a little bit about, you know, that piece of it and why that's so important. Sure. Well, let, let me preface that. You know, first of all, you've you've talked about a whole lot of things. I hold you accountable. I use my military background. You know, never once have I had you drop down and give me push-ups. Okay. I could do that for you, though. I'm Maybe sure you could. Okay. <laughs> my, my point with that is um, my approach with every single client is you're a Marvel super character. Okay. You've got superpowers and you also have your Superman kryptonite, the, your weaknesses. And the way I coach is to find out what your superpowers are. You know, I can't tell you, you can probably count on one hand how many clients I have that absolutely love QuickBooks, want to get into it and work the numbers left and right. Okay. Same thing with cold calling as a marketing advertise or uh, strategy. You, you know, the point is I find out what your superpowers are and I help you to use them in whatever your goal is. And then the kryptonites, the things that you don't want to do, you don't like to do, we got to find a way of doing it. And, you know, Superman, he couldn't get away from the green rock. He needed to call Lois Lane or Jimmy Olsen in. So it doesn't have to be a Superman to get rid of your problems and what's holding you back. We just have to find a way. And, and part of what I do with you is to help you do that. The other part, like you said, is keep you focused, keep you accountable. This is what you said was important. And so what are we doing to get there? Yeah. And another thing I think, you know, is with the successes and challenges and things that you're doing with me, um, it's about people, right? And our personalities and what you've been really instrumental in helping me figure out is do I have the right people in place? Is this the right structure? And many times you know, I remember there was a book for law firms about evaluating your A players, your B players and your C players, and then, you know, figuring out if the Bs could become A's and then just firing or letting go some of the C players. 
And, you know, it's it's so it's not just numbers. We've got, you know, the number piece and the people piece and then also just breaking everything into easy to figure out pieces. And that's what I love about you is you keep it simple. So it doesn't have to be this master plan. It's like, OK, what are we going to do this week instead of trying to look at the whole entire year? We do have a plan, but let's break it into things that we can master on a regular basis. Well, you're right. And keeping it simple is self-preservation. Okay. I'm a guy, I'm old and I'm blonde. So that's three strikes against me. I can't keep up with 16 different things moving at top speed. Nobody else can either. Okay. The, you think you can, but you're functioning at less than your optimum. So keeping people focused on the very next thing, what's important to you, you know, how do you climb, climb the Empire State Building when the uh, elevator doesn't work? One step at a time. And before you know it, you're up there. Uh, you, you know, that's Let me just quickly, do you, so I just did a podcast earlier today with um, somebody about, we talked about women being a mom and trying to balance it all, multitasking. So are you saying in what you're talking about that multitasking, we can't multitask or are you just trying to, I mean, because that's, you know, something I'm no, really. So my opinion, and I have seen many different articles, I've even seen a, a scientific study on this, is multitasking is a fallacy. You, you know, imagine, can you say the national anthem? and say the Pledge of Allegiance at the same time. Okay, so think of one and physically speak the other. And every time I say switch, pass off. You can't do it. No one can do it. Okay, the point is you're simply switching very quickly between tasks. Scientific studies show when you get really focused, your energy level in your brain and in your entire body elevates. And it allows you to get focused, get creative, get productive. And every time the phone buzzes and email pops and you switch gears, you drop out of that high level of energy. And it takes at least 20 minutes to refocus to get back to that level of energy. So when I say no one can multitask, you know, sometimes you have to. You're driving and you got the kids in the back and you're on a conference call. You know, that is multitasking, but it's using different senses at the same time. None of those is getting your full attention. So none of those is getting 100% of Elizabeth. They're getting a, a compromise. So do you believe more in like a block time kind of strategy? Because one thing I see a lot of the lawyers doing when I'm in their offices, including my husband, and it makes me crazy, is email and texts are coming in at the same time, maybe he's on a deposition or on a phone call. He's trying to like, so, I mean, how are you? Can you imagine being on a hot date? What's the biggest buzz kill? Is someone checking their phone or losing attention off of you? The whole world is like that. It's not just the hot date. Everything is like that. You, you, I make a purpose. When I'm on a coaching call, the phone is upside down. The computer screen is off. Okay. If you as my client don't feel like you are my number one client, then shame on me and you're allowed to call me on it. 
you have to be that close and that focused. Otherwise, see, the, the difference is coaching is coaching you to be a better version of you. It's not consulting. Here's the best version of Elizabeth could possibly be. Read the book, do the steps, and you'll be it. No, it's not cookie cutter like that. It's taking you and working with you as a Olympic athlete in business and knowing your nuances, what makes you tick, where your where your boogie monsters are and, and all of those things and what triggers you and then helping guide you so that you stay in your best form. The only way I can do that is when I'm 100% focused with my client. When those other distractions come in, you're, you're really, to me, that's just being rude. You, you are not being respectful of the other person's time and value unless you're 100% focused on that. Now, you asked, how do you do that? Um, if you're good at block time, yeah, you know, about 20% of people are really good at blocking time. Me personally, I got like five post-its that I want to get done this week and they go out on my calendar. I make sure they're done by Friday close of business, but they're not this hour, that hour. The second thing is never, ever, ever block an hour. Okay. We're going to grow the task to fill it. I promise if you can chunk it down, the, a, a human being is only got an attention span of maybe 20 minutes. And if wow. you're, if you're ADD, like some people I know, um, you know, we better block that down to 15. Otherwise they're off squirreling. Okay. So, you know, a couple of those things is simply to know yourself. Do you think that, I mean, because you're working primarily with executives and entrepreneurs and, and business owners, do you feel like there's a common thread of, you know, in all of us where we do have that like bit of that ADD that, that, um, you know, wouldn't you say that, you know, you've got that and then harnessing that energy is so important and really trying to get them to focus. And I mean, I'm, I need this. I mean, I love that we have our hour of time and I put everything away. And honestly, that's the only hour of my week that I am just fully like, nobody bother me, like close the door. Nobody's going to, I won't look at my phone. Um, I find it. And then I just feel like that energizes me for the rest of the week where I get my to-do list. I'm ready to like do my marketing strategy and, you give me my um, three things I'm going to accomplish that week, and it works. Yep. So, so to your first question was, isn't everybody like that? And the answer is no. You know, I have a number of clients that just aren't. Okay. Mm -hmm. However, my top clients are ADD, ADHD. It doesn't matter what initials you put on them. They are the the, the least common denominator is their brain moves. 10 times faster than anything else around them. And that's great because when I can get you in the zone and we get rid of those distractors, you accomplish 10 times what everybody else can in 15 minutes. And that's what I love. The, you know, again, my top clients are all focus challenged. And just like you shared, Elizabeth, my top clients, uh, I mean, massively successful, um, surgeons and doctors and attorneys um, dedicate the hour that we have together and do get very, very focused on what we're doing and don't take phone calls, don't take distractions. And they're the ones that get the biggest results. 
Yeah. And another thing I, I like about working with you, Rick, and this is something that, you know, many of you can do, whether you have a business coach or not, is just, you know, there's so many templates and things that we have. And, you know, as much as I do like to keep everything paperless, there is something to me about having my binder with me at all times to talk about how to keep things in one spot. Um, you know, an organization and whatever that organization system is, it's imperative for running a business. Um, and well, just, the the yeah. other side of that, Elizabeth, is yes, modern technology can have everything right in your phone, and you can access it just like any dictionary or encyclopedia. You can go and reference it. However, when you're doing that, I'm not getting a hundred percent of your brain. To get, you know, the, the left brain, this side, left brain, is all about facts and short-term memory. The right brain is your creative side, but that's where you remember things forever. That's where the song that you hear on the radio all of a sudden takes you back to a college dance or a smell that you have takes you back to your grandmother's kitchen. It's all the long-term right brain. Well, the only way to get into that is creativity. And creativity is not clickety-clickety-click on a keyboard. Creativity is touching, whether it's touching a pen. I, I mean, I've got clients that will sit there and fidget and won't take a single note, but that's their right brain processing and they can remember stuff. I had one client that uh, was very, very unique, never seen anybody like him before. He associated everything with musical lyrics. And all he did do when I'd ask him a question or he had something that he had to do in his business, I'd watch him, you know, look up, start to hum and poof, out came the entire answer. Boy, if I had that magic in college, I would have graduated first in my class. You, you know, but the point here is to get you and to use what's right for you to be a better person, a better person, better version of yourself. How do you feel? I'm just going to pivot a little bit just for the law firm owners out there about like, you know, I know you're a fan of like, you know, meetings and business rhythms, but not making them too long and having like those morning huddles. Can we talk a little bit about the benefit of those meetings? Because I know many firms also, when I ask them, say, well, we're just so busy. We have so many cases. I can't huddle every morning or I don't have time to meet with, um, you know, with my team. They know what to do. Can you address like what goes wrong or what goes right? I guess we could look at yeah. it both ways when you do have a huddle or you don't. So, it, the, I mean, the simple answer to that is exactly what you said in sports analogy. How many sports teams, how many NFL football teams can make it through a game and win adopting either of those two strategies. Oh, there's so many things we got to do. We just don't have time for a huddle. Hmm. You know, how successful are they going to be? You know, the other side of looking at that is if you invest just five minutes in the morning in a huddle with your team and you go over, what are we doing today? What's important? Who's doing it? Who needs help? Break. Can you imagine just for a moment, can you imagine how many texts we have just eliminated? How many phone calls we've just eliminated because now everybody is on the same sheet of music. 
you know, that's the importance of a huddle. I, I can go into that with clients. It's, it takes a little longer here, but it's all about the rhythm of communication. And the more that you can communicate, not more quantity, more quality, the more that you can communicate, the more that you have people on your team. If you don't communicate, Elizabeth, we've been coaching for a while now. I still can't read your mind. Okay. Isn't going to work. Haven't been able to do that. So unless we're communicating of what's important to you, what happened this last week, how are you feeling? We're not going to mesh. And when we don't mesh, we, we create friction and that doesn't get you where you're going to be. So again, imagine that communication is a tool and absolutely less is more, you know, a five minute, I learned this when I worked for John Deere. Every single morning on a Monday morning, the CEO had his huddle and he sat for five minutes, didn't even sit. It was either standing, he had a mandate. You had to stand or you had to be on the phone and standing. And five minutes, he would say, what's on his mind? What's important for the week? Well, by an hour and a half later, his message was all the way down the chain of command to the guys on the assembly line. They knew exactly what it was. They knew what his message was. Now, the brilliance was on Thursday evenings as the shifts ended, they reversed that structure. So by Friday morning, the CEO knew the impact of what the people on the shop floor wanted him to know and how they related to whatever he set in the way of priorities and directions. You know, can you imagine the reduction of emails and texts and phone calls if you had that type of consistent rhythm of communication. Yeah, and I, and I feel like that's the one thing, if you had a look at like many of the law firms that are running businesses, I think that would be the big, so it would be two things from what I've seen. One is the, um, the way that they communicate with their teams the business rhythms, the meetings, the comms. The second thing would be just the people in general, right? And that's, you know, to me, a business having run, you know, three successful businesses and and just still learning, right? And that's another thing, always be learning, never ever think you know too much because that's when you start to fail, right? When you become the expert. Always put people in place in your organization that are smarter than you, that have skills that you don't have. And that's something that I'm always all about. And, you know, and just taking the time as a business owner, you know, to really learn. So the firms, to me, it would be the communications and the fact that they're too busy with their cases, that they're not taking the time to work on the business. And then the people, keeping people because they feel badly and they don't want to hurt someone's feelings. So that's something you and I've talked about with my structure in my business is, you know, always being slow to hire, but quick to fire. Um, and so that is something that really resonated with me in the way that I, I've started, you know, running my team is just making sure you have the right people in place. And let, let me amplify that for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not only the right people in the right place. Absolutely. That's the start. With that communication, can you imagine being a farmer and investing in fertilizing your people so that they can grow just 10% more? The result of that is not linear. So if you have five people, that's not 50%. 
It's exponential. Okay, so the the attorneys and the doctors that are not investing in their people, I promise you, they have one, two, or two hundred people that are absolutely waiting for the next input from the owner, the boss, the big cheese to come back from court. You know, while he's in court, they don't really know what he wants or what they're going to do, but they're going to be ready to react quickly. And sadly, that type of leader thinks that their team is a superstar and and they're fighting the fight with one hand behind their back. No, I was just going to say what's been so interesting for me to observe having traveled the country and been in every law or many law firms across the nation, the best lawyers are not running the best businesses. The best firms are firms where they put really good lawyers in place to just do the legal work. And then there's one partner who is a really sharp business woman or businessman running the firm. So the best partnerships I've seen are where one is a really good lawyer and one's a really good business woman or businessman. To me, that's the winning formula. Um, and so let me give you the, the little secret here on what I do. I'm a catalytic converter. Okay. You and every other attorney out there invested a lot of time and money in becoming a lawyer and you didn't invest in becoming a business owner. Okay. The concept of action coach is not to send you back to school for another four years to run a business. No, this is on the job training with a personal coach right there, step by step. And the good news is, and I actually have an attorney that did this, a, a personal injury attorney that taking the processes that we did to build his practice, the business of his practice, we expanded from one state to four states. And then all of a sudden, I, there was a string of coaching sessions where we get on together and I find out he just bought a daycare center. He just bought a tanning salon, a, a chain of tanning salons. And then the last one I just had to chuckle at is he just bought a liquor store. Why? Because the base fundamentals of running the business were similar. And once he got one down, he could apply it everywhere. And that's the concept of coaching is once you learn this, you can apply it to your law practice or you can apply it to your retirement home. Maybe it's a fly fishing camp that you want to run as a business deep sea fishing, whatever, you know, the principles of business are the same. And once you learn them, you got them. Right. Now, listen, this has been very exciting to get you on film because I feel like you're the secret sauce behind so many successful businesses. And I would like to have you on regularly to share some insights with us and also for any clients or anyone out there who would like to have some special time with Rick, contact me at Authentic Consulting and we can make that happen. And so we have definitely a special deal for every time we can do that on the beach down there in Florida. There you go. I mean, our goal, well, <laughs> our goal, Rick and I have talked about our goal would be to get a bunch of lawyer business owners out, you know, together maybe um, within the next year, and then be able to really sit together with like-minded business owners in the law firm space, share what works, what doesn't work, talk about marketing concepts, 
with lawyers that are not competitive with each other and just really sit down and have these intimate sessions where we can learn from experts like Rick about things that maybe we have questions about or we're not knowledgeable about. And then everyone shares their insights of what's worked and doesn't work. What I think happens so much in our industry is the lawyers go to these big conferences where someone's always trying to sell them something. And I've always said, I want to be the opposite of that. I just want to add value and I want to be able to all get together in a setting where we're learning and it doesn't all have to be about, you know, how much is this going to cost? We can just share ideas. So I know you're open to that, Rick. And if any of you are interested, let me know. And yeah, we'll let me paint that. a picture for that. I've done this a number of times through the years. I have done it uh, on location in Hilton Head. I've done it on location in Tulum, Mexico. I've done it on location in Belize. And the whole concept it here. It all sounds is, good, by the way. <laughs> do, do you have a theme there? There's sand and sun <laughs> involved. Uh, the point is to, to get out of the your own environment so that you can let the, the creative juices flow and be in an environment where the, the hypothesis is, what if no was not an answer? And then, you know, what do we do in the way of best practices? You know, every time we do that, there's always tenfold what I can bring in ideas in the room and you just being open to them and the fact that everybody can win. It's not a, you have to lose for me to win. Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to collaborating and bringing that group together, hopefully within the year. So we will keep you updated. But Rick, thank you so much for your time um, on balance in the bar. And, you know, can you run a business, be an entrepreneur and have balance in your life? We're still figuring that out. But thanks for joining us. And we'll definitely, Rick, get you on um, the podcast again, because I think this this one is going to resonate and we're going to go viral. Super. Well, my pleasure, Elizabeth, as always. And uh, it's, it's good talking with you again. Thank you.